Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to another Mosby Learning Podcast. I'm looking forward to this. I've got two friends, um, and we're going to talk about learning things. My name's Dan. I'm calling in from, for now, Mississauga, Ontario, and let's go to Not Quite Flint, Michigan. Uh, I'm actually from the web. Over that's, to Eli Barant. That's the you, web Eli. of Michigan. The web? <laughs> of the Great Lakes What does that mean? The web of your that? finger. Oh, is that like the... the, in the he's in the web of the hand. kind of weird, right? She it's getting said too it. corporeal. I did. Did you? I didn't hear it. Um, I did hear mitt adjacent earlier. Mitten adjacent. Mitten adjacent. All right. Well, that voice is Betty Danowitz, and I guess we already heard Eli Barant. This is this is this is the most off the rails an introduction has ever been in Mosby <laughs> in the history of Mosby. Adam better get back to his microphone soon. Um, well, thank you guys both for uh, for joining me and us and and this show. Looking forward to uh, to chatting about a few things. Some of them quite silly. Others less so. Uh, if you're looking for the show notes for this episode, mosby.ca slash zero three two is where you can find those. And we're gonna have all the links. I've got a few links. We might come up with more. Last time, because I had uh, Veronica Selena Dominguez here with uh, with Mr. Barant. Man, I had twice as many links to put into those show notes as I expected because she just kept bringing stuff up. She kept she's, bringing stuff up. She's smart. She knows things. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, Betty, that's why we've invited you here as well. So. <gasps> because I am smart? <laughs> yep. Okay, you good. Got, you've got a brain-sized hole to fill. Okay. Hopefully it goes well. Mm. Um. Have uh, have you guys uh, had a chance to review said material? Yes, yes sir. I did, my ho- I did my homework. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mr. Barant? I did not pull a caustics. Are you trying to avoid talking on this podcast? I, no, I talked. Didn't you hear me? I said I'm trying to pull. I'm, ta- yeah, I'm not pulling no, a caustics. I, I think we might just have a, a wicked delay here. There is a, (laughs) I think there's a latency situation, but that might actually become relevant uh, with one of our topics a little bit later. I told you where you can get the show notes. If you want to send us an email, mosbylearning at gmail.com is where you can do that. We're going to cover all of our social media related handles that we care to share later on in the episode. Um, But we'll, let's start very briefly with a social media update. Uh, Eli, big news for you on LinkedIn, eh? Huge news. I uh, yeah. I updated my my <laughs> loan tra- my uh, my LinkedIn profile finally. I actually spent more than five seconds looking at it. Yeah, that's big stuff. Congratulations. <laughs> it's daunting. I don't blame you. It's it's whenever it's all it's a multiple session type of thing. I have a less than zero percent interest in my LinkedIn profile. That's kind of like me with Twitter. Twitter, like it's just it's such a flaming dumpster. I every time I do it, I'll scroll for three minutes and I'll realize, well, I'm getting angry. What am I even doing here? I'm gonna leave and I shut the browser down immediately. It's Maybe you're terrible. following the wrong people. I'm I'm following one at if you ask Betty. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. I so I got a notification that someone had commented on the post that you had made, Dan, that you had tagged me in. And hmm. all I really oh. do, all my only interaction is swiping, getting rid of the notifications. <laughs> and I saw, I'll tell you why I don't, the, the interaction, like why it, 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 it turns me off. It's because someone's name popped up that had made a comment and mm-hmm. all it had after it were all of the accreditations. Like it was like, like oh. Jane Smith, mm-hmm. blah, 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 
blah, blah, blah, blah, blah, blah, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. I'm just not like that couldn't turn me off faster. Yeah. Some people are collectors. So well, I guess they, they collect acronyms. Yeah, that, I mean, and... It was like they had like flair, like badges of flair. Yeah. And uh, they had more, more than the minimum. But yeah, but you only have 17 pieces of flair and I have 42. So uh, 17 exactly. is the bare minimum. I can't wait till this whole COVID situation is over and I can go to flingers again. <laughs> For some extreme fajitas. Um, all right. Betty, yeah, have you been uh, so club clubhouse is like a, a have you have you been in the, the clubhouse a lot, Betty? I have visited the clubhouse um, mm-hmm. on occasion. Um, okay. Specifically, I love it when uh, Evo Terra starts um, chatting about podcasting. So, you know, I like to get in there. I've gotten up on the stage and spoken a few times. Hello. It's a very strange feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was podcasting, but it's not the same as like getting on a Zoom call like because you can't see anybody. And it, it brings back like little PTSD from the conference call days. You remember those when we were just mm-hmm. get on the phone? Because that's pretty much what Clubhouse is. It's just a big open conference call. So interesting. Yeah. Why? What, what do you want to know? No, nothing. I just, uh, it, it seems to intersect with podcasting, which of course we are. Um, and I don't know if it intersects with learning yet, but I've heard a lot of conversations happening there. Uh, some kind of go off the rails, it seems, but it, it I don't know. It just seems like it's um, Tim Dillon. Because I'm, Tim, Tim Dillon. Yeah. Tim Dillon's, I'm sure, making waves wherever he goes. But uh, uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask about it, see if there's anything noteworthy. But uh... Yeah, I think this is my thoughts about Clubhouse. I, I mentioned the whole conference call thing, but I also think that um, it's it's a great space for a whole bunch of garbage to happen. Right. Oh, so it's like, like, like the Internet. It, yes. And so yeah. and a lot of times I hear people complaining that it's all marketing. It's all like sales pitchy thing. And 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 it's funny that you say like the Internet, because I when I first when I read that, when I read somebody said that, I'm like, well, isn't that how the Internet started? Like, wasn't it just full of ads and and annoying people? And mm-hmm. now it's you know, we, we've scooted those people over and the rest of us are here, too. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I think it might just be a matter of time before it kind of fleshes it all out. One thing, it kind of almost feels like you're stepping back in time a little bit because you can't record anything and we're used to being able to record everything. Um, You can't like see anybody. You can't like type a message. Can't do that. There's no typing. It sounds sounds cumbersome to facilitate. I can't even imagine. I've not, I, when you, when you want to, when the, when you want to speak, you just tap on your face because a little picture with you, you tap on it. And then it's like the speaker is <laughs> notified <laughs> that you want to speak. And so then the speaker calls you up and like allows you to speak. And like, hmm. these are, this is like a room full of strangers that you're allow. You're like, Oh, this guy says he wants to talk. Ooh. Yeah. Know. Who knows that you're spinning the wheel. Right. So the wheel of the internet, the jury's still out on all that. You know, I've heard recently somebody use just the the the, the numbers a thousand to one as basically the noise to signal ratio of things on the internet. Like, there's great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. There's incredible stuff out there. 
but there's also 1,000 other pieces of garbage that you have to wade through and sort through to get to that one terrific thing. True story. Um, which is difficult. And, you know, I mean, that's, I think there's something to be said for that as well with when creating content for learners. I was dealing with that uh, earlier today about talking that signal to noise ratio when it comes to communications. But if you know what you're looking for, if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. But it's finding, it's, it's, you got to find it though first and then you can kind of get to it. Like there's, you know, different things you can like in, in search out and find. Like I was finding, I found something on, uh, on Instagram the other day. I was like, wow, this is, I didn't even think this was an idea that I could find hmm. these types of things. Oh, you know what it was? I was, uh, I stumbled upon some farm Instagram pages, right? Cause we've taken up the, uh, the hobby of, uh, of, of making the maple syrup to, to ready ourselves for the great embargo of 2021. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, I just was looking some of that up and all of a sudden I stumbled upon all this farm, related stuff and then it's you know there's podcasts out there for it and all those types of things so there's great content out there but you do need to pan for gold to find it for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i'm not no, saying the farm stuff's great you... i'm just saying the stuff you're looking for is always gold right yeah. so uh, well but e- even when you look for something there's so much garbage you know betty you kind of mentioned the pitches that come with mm-hmm. um certain scenarios and man i'll tell you what linkedin has been a f- pitch fest lately you're gonna have to bleep that out no i'm not oh yeah i will thanks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i forgot what podcast this was yeah it just it drives me nuts because it's like hey i'd love to make the connection also can i have five minutes off no you can't yeah i I just don't respond i just don't respond to i mean i i usually accept the request but i just don't respond to the the marketing part yeah. It's okay well, to not respond, Dan. Do not respond. A DNR. I should have that in my uh, my bio. Yeah. DNR yeah. does not respond. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the next story. Eli, I assume you're there just camera off. Uh, we're, we're. Yeah. I think uh, the thing I, that's going to help with our delay there. a little bit. Yeah. Beauty. 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 The Northwoods. Okay. The Northwoods uh, internet isn't the greatest. Are you going to start singing <laughs> songs from Frozen with the, the Northwoods? The yeah. Uh, they stole those from us. Hey, you know wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh. I just have one more thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen um, Wreck-It Ralph's Ralph Breaks the Internet? No. Eli, have you seen Ralph yes. Breaks the Internet? Okay. So when you guys are talking yeah. about like wading through, like it's a mm-hmm. great example of that. If you're great ever, analogy, if, that is a great analogy. Uh, <laughs> because like Ralph's just trying to like find this item that he needs to go get from eBay which is like a real place in the, cause he's <laughs> inside the internet. And, um, and he, he keeps getting blocked by all these pop-up ads. And then he ends up like clicking on one of the pop-up ads to take him to this like shady place that they're going to help him. Oh, geez. So this is your, this is your weekend homework. Uh, Dan is to watch Ralph breaks the internet. Okay. Cause that's, a, that. that's a great, that's a great way to think of it as the whole wading through all of the crap. That's a good idea. So uh, he's yeah. got John C. Riley in it. Can't lose. Yeah, no, that's he's he's a winner. Um, have you guys ever seen the show Reboot or heard of the show Reboot? Sounds familiar. It was it was a Canadian show that. Well, like, then I haven't seen that brought you men with brooms. Well, hang on, you <laughs> leave men with brooms out of well, this. You're gonna have to leave that one too. There's, oh, damn it. <laughs> 
there's no there's no need to bring up men with brooms um and we're not even gonna talk about reboot you guys don't deserve it let's move on to the first article which might have something to do with the internet okay and there was an article from a guy i recently got kind of i don't want to say introduced to i'd heard his name before but then it went away with all the various bits of noise and then it came back recently and his name is donald clark uh betty are you familiar with donald clark at all only because i read the article that you told me to read Okay. He he was on a podcast recently, a podcast called Learning Learn Hack, shoot. Learn Hack or Learning Hat, uh, not Hat. Um Learning Hack. I think it's Learn Hack. Hang on. You know what? I'm just going to sort this out right now and I'll check my uh my podcast catcher which tells me the Learning Hack. Oh, you know what? Hmm. I didn't look at who wrote this. Yeah. I didn't look at who wrote this, but when I wrote, when I started reading it, I'm like, man, this guy's got the same problem that guy you just sent me that article does. He types in point four point font. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the same guy. Um, so, but so he is, he's a sharp, sharp dude. He, he knows the learning technology. That's his bread and butter. And he's from Scotland. So he sounds more interesting than the rest mm-hmm. of us. Absolutely. Uh, but he was on this, uh, this podcast and he really, he walked through massive shifts in technology and how they've impacted L and D basically since L and D was a thing. And it was really cool. Cause they go through about, you know, a couple hundred years worth of major shifts in about 25 minutes. And it's very entertaining. Uh, and he's, a, he's a really, really sharp dude. Anyways, he, um, he wrote a, a blog post about Starlink, um, which is Elon Musk's pet project to get high speed internet to folks moving to rural areas. And actually I'm going to be relocating in the not too distant future. And I've just recently also found out that uh, Starlink is an option for me where I'm going. Whoa. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna actually. I'm tempted. I think my sister, I think, is um, is is going to do it. But so, like, where I'm going, trees are an issue for the internet because everybody's pretty much on wireless internet, but they have to be based on towers. So as soon as trees leave out, leaf out. I don't know which one it is. Leaf out. Um, then all of a sudden, some people like the internet basically just goes down to nothing. So it's a real problem, you know. And so Starlink is this system of low orbit satellites that is bringing people low latency, high speed internet. So the latency piece is a delay. The speed is just how quick it moves. Um, uh but it's bringing people in really rural areas this high speed internet which they've never had before in a lot of cases you know yeah um, what was there anything and and truth truth be told i didn't comb through this one real deep uh, but i guess i wanted to bring up the idea of high speed internet being pushed out to rural areas and how it impacts L&D from from your various perspectives. You know, he even brings up the fact that AR and VR are going to be a lot more usable out Mm -hmm. there in the world Mm -hmm. because that's because it's pulling in and out quicker. So, yeah. um, Betty, what are your thoughts on this? So my thoughts initially were that this was a really hard to read article. Like I had a hard time reading it. Um, Sure. Just I don't know why, but it was. I don't know. Maybe it was above my reading level. Who knows? I think a bit of a stream of consciousness, consciousness sort of yeah. Uh, writer. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I did, I did manage to get through it and I appreciated the sectioning that was in it um, so that we could kind of follow the thoughts. But um, what I thought was really interesting was that, yeah, he talked about how AR and wearables, right? So AR, uh, Apple's been talking about dropping AR glasses, um, 
Facebook will probably do it first. And um, you heard that for me. So let's put some money down on that. Um, and uh, but anyways, so he's talking about how those things would work much better in rural areas. And what I really think he's trying to say is that this change that we've seen where people are now working from home, just like you, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 we're forced to work from home. If when this thing starts really working well for those in rural areas, nobody's going back to the office because they don't have to. And so I think it was really a good commentary too, not only on learning, but on uh, just the fact that this will enable people to continue in the way that they have been and really change their lifestyle permanently. You know, I I think we all still kind of feel like this is a temporary thing. Um, And for many people, the way that we work now won't be, it will be permanent. I think I think it's a temporary thing in the same way that if you wear like stretchy pants and you really stretch the hell out of them, mm-hmm. at some point they don't stretch all the way back. No, right. You know, they don't go back. Like, right. Yeah. Stretchy I pants. I like it. It's gonna kind of hold the shape, but it's not gonna be the same. That's for sure. They're gonna they're gonna slide down a little bit. Uh, Eli, <laughs> what are your uh, what are your thoughts here? The toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah. There you go, man. It is. Can't get no, it back I, in. I mean, I'm excited. I'm a rural. I'm a rural person, so uh, I'm a rural living person, so I get it, and I think it's pretty exciting that there's going to be more options out there, because, uh, I mean, I'm not even that rural. I'm still in what they call Metro Detroit. I'm just like the crust of the bread, right, of Metro Detroit. And uh, I don't understand how that's Metro. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you go any farther north from me, that's, there's nothing. Like, I'm like the edge of it. Yes, yeah. Metro Detroit claim- is claimed by, like, uh, three different um, counties, and he's at the edge of one of those counties. Hmm. Does that help? Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you have I lived here before, silly, but yeah, You've been to fine. my house. I have. I have. You haven't been to my like, house. But- that's true. Um, um, <laughs> when I was at your house, I didn't think, gosh, this feels like Metro Detroit. No, that no point did I think that. So We could do a whole podcast know. on this topic so i feel like we should keep going go ahead Eli. Okay. okay all right all right um but you know i think it's pretty cool um th- this uh star league i didn't know it was elon musk uh but i thought it was pretty cool like it's just i we had a meeting today we were talking about it like it's not going back people aren't going back into the office in any capacity in the way that things were um yeah. i think that what happened a year ago a year ago today actually um what happened a year ago made the work space change by 10 to 15 years it advanced it in one year probably less than that Hmm. probably in 90 days interesting it advanced it you know 10 to 15 years of where it would have been Mm -hmm. had it just naturally gone its course without covid um it was gonna get here it just fast-tracked it the only qualifier i'll put on that is is that would be the case specifically for office dwellers yes correct so for like for my job and this 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 yep. kind of came into understanding uh, the audience for for me and in my role quite a bit more, um, you know I, I was like oh my I was impacted because I was sent home along with all the other people that had office, um, and then I said to somebody else like wow everybody's working from home they're like no 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 just don't be stupid like. 20% of the people mm-hmm. that are at our company work from home. Everybody else is still doing the goddamn job in the building that they were doing it before because that's what they have to do. So, um, 
Yeah, it's uh, for for all those office dwellers, which is not nothing. Yeah, that's for work, sure. That's office a, work. That, yes, you're right. It's a it's but it's a big group of people, mm-hmm. and you're right. It is changing. Uh, I'd never heard that kind of uh, analogy that uh, that it jumped forward that far, but uh, maybe there's something to it. I mean, but you think about the economic impact of it, and this is way off topic, but you talk about like like the the office that we used to work in, Dan and Troy. Mm-hmm. All it is, mm-hmm. Troy, is office corporate office buildings office workers things like that yeah what's going to happen to that town all the restaurants all the things like that if people aren't going to aren't going in there to go into the office like that place and there's there's cities like that all over the united states and i bet you there's even a few in canada um and (laughs) you know and there's you know multiple ones in, in the detroit metropolitan area that are like that that are just these hubs of corporate culture that now those offices are empty and you know those businesses are going to change like it's just well it's 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 going so, so this is it i want to go back to the happen. pants the stretchy i want to go back to the stretchy pants because i i think that they're still going to hold the shape they're they're not going to fit the same way but they're still going to hold Hammer the pants. shape we're going <laughs> to <laughs> they're not quite as glittery maybe but um because the the company that i work for and i'm not here to represent that company these thoughts are in fact my own, but the company that I work for is a, is a property management company. And, you know, everybody's pretty much, they're like, okay, yeah, it's pretty shitty right now, but um, things are going to go back. They won't go back exactly the same. And when we go back, things are going to be reimagined a little bit. So I don't think that those areas are going to be completely gutted. I think there's going to be a lot more part-time from the office sort of stuff, like going in once a week sort of thing. Uh, I think you're going to see some of that. And I think you're going to see office spaces expand in that, like instead of having 30 people in one spot, there's going to be 20 people in that same physical spot. So I think it's going to be a little bit different. Um, But you know, is red Robin going to close? Probably, probably. Mm -hmm. It's, Uh, it's been branded hybrid working in our office. Yeah. Like who's going to come back? What, you know, every manager's being put in and saying, how many days a week do you think your folks are going to need to be in the office? Like yeah. that's what's happening in my company right now. And, you know, the, the, the senior manager of my group said one to two days. Yeah. No. And that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But you know what? That, Gotta get to flingers. That, uh, that presents a really interesting opportunity for how we use the space that we have available to us, you know? Um, and we're not out of the woods with regards to video conferencing. That stuff's going to be on the table forever, which brings us to our next segue. This article that Mm -hmm. Betty actually brought to us, which is uh, titled video conference calls are leading men to the makeup counter. Betty, where did you find this article? and, And why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I'm trying to remember where I found the article. Um, cbsnews.com I'm sure that it showed up in my Google uh, my Google feed because Google listens to me intently and uh, so I'm oh yeah, sure at some point I was talking about makeup or so, I don't know um, mm. I'm sure it was listening to that but uh, yeah so I came across this article and I can't wait I can't wait to hear what you think about it Dan because I know <laughs> I've known I've known I know men that wear yeah. makeup before COVID. Yeah. Um, sometimes full, like full, like they look beautiful, like way better than me. And mm. I'm not talking about drag queens. I'm talking about men wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. 
I was well, when I saw drag this. queens are also men wearing makeup. That's true. So the yep. Venn diagrams, there is an overlap between these two groups. That's yep. I didn't diagram it out, but apparently you did. Yep. So that's cool. Oh yeah, no, I've got all sorts of men makeup diagrams. Um so maybe just for a point of perspective, uh when I started losing my hair, I shaved it all off. Uh, so although although I'm not saying I'm not vain in some level, I'm going to lean into whatever God gave me. And it just so happens that it's thin hair right now. So it all went away. I don't know about men wearing makeup. I think that's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's vanity and silliness to the nth degree, but that's one man's opinion. Um, Did you read the whole article? uh, Did I? Well, I, I read enough of it. You uh, didn't read the the whole article. Uh, So, I, I didn't read very much of this article. What have I, I missed? I thought that because I, I had something that, along those lines. No, I, I don't know. Be, Betty, Betty, Betty accurately accuses me yes. of yeah. of not reading the full article. Uh, yes. So you're right. Um, okay, so hang on, yeah, Eli. Let's take two steps back. Summarize the article briefly, um, and it says that because we're all using this Zoom conferencing, I can't do that. I pulled an Adam. Well. No, the only thing I've heard is that uh, the 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 web conferencing is leading to people uh, stripes and patterns going out and it being so- solid colors now because stripes and such look terrible on video cam. That's interesting. <laughs> I always thought they kind of looked terrible to begin with, but that's he doesn't think that's interesting. It's like that's interesting. <laughs> Shut so, up! You don't know what I think. So I do know exactly what you think. Now, listen. I know neither one of you read this article, and I know Dan, you did not read the whole thing. I, uh, I let me. I, I, you did not read. I, I knew you wouldn't too, because I know you. And so, mm. here's what you didn't read in the article: mm, is mm-hmm. that most men. Mm-hmm. At, pre-covid would mm-hmm. you know they get up they shower they shave mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. and then that's the last time they look at themselves for the day mm-hmm. with being on zoom calls we're they're staring at themselves because that's who we look at we look at ourselves mm-hmm. most of the time when you're looking mm-hmm. when you're on a video call and so they're they're staring at and they're starting to see things that they don't like and so these companies are starting to have it a boom on male makeup. This is not like women's makeup that men wear. This is makeup specifically designed for men and and marketed to men because it's like, uh, it's like a tinted moisturizer. It's stuff to fill in the beard, you know? So not, not all men have this big, beautiful, full, dark beard like you, Dan. So some of them, you know, privileged rather than using mascara on their beard, they can use these beard fillers. Ron Popeil was ahead of his time, I guess. That's that's the only thing I could say about this. Um, oh, okay. So th- there is something to the fact that we're all looking at ourselves more than usual, and apparently this is this is disproportionately impacted men who never looked at a mirror throughout the rest of the day. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I like I really don't know. I mean, I I just feel like feel like half of makeup is a lie, you know. <gasps> Well, I do though. I, I don't know. It's all makeup is a lie. That's that's why I stopped wearing a push-up bra. It's the same reason. It's it's, it's, 
it's not an accurate representation of who I am. <laughs> you gotta warn me before you're gonna drop something like that. <laughs> oh, but makeup is know. not. Here's the thing: makeup is not for the person who's looking. Well, apparently it is. It's for, but it's not. It's for the person wearing the makeup well, to feel better about themselves. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, but if 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 the guys are the ones looking through the camera at themselves and then the, they feel the monitor, more, they feel more confident. Then it's for them because they're the ones looking, right? Yeah, I guess I've also been privileged by having buttloads of confidence. So, um, you got way too much confidence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, just, he, uh, he wears bow ties. He does. Do. He does wear bow ties. I've never seen somebody well, do so many different beard arrangements in a, in like a year. I think I have pictures of all of them from this year. There's like 17. Several, yeah. But but when you shave your head, you don't mm-hmm. shave your head so that you look so that other people are feel more comfortable looking at you. You shave your head so that you feel more comfortable in front of other people. With them looking at me. I suppose that's that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think you so should st- I should wear makeup. Uh, no, I don't think you, I think you're I think you have beautiful alabaster skin. I don't think you need makeup. But I do think I do just see I, a pair of eyebrows and I know like, with the background you got right now. Like how does he how does you're, like, you're floating eyebrows and a beard. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that you should understand that makeup is not about the other person. It's about the person who's putting it on. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I still think it's silly. Wow. At best, I think it's silly. I'm so glad you're so open-minded. Uh, Google has not listened to me hear that because I've not seen any articles about that on my phone whatsoever. About being open-minded? Not yet. <clears throat> oh, you mean about uh, no, men makeup, makeup. makeup, makeup, <laughs> makeup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, whatever you got to do to help yourself sleep at night. Oh, Bill Burr. What? <laughs> that was Bill Burr from the episode, episode seven of The Mandalorian Season 2. It's a good show. It, that's it, well. That that episode is incredibly deep. I've seen it a bunch. You don't have time. You're about to move. You you don't have time to watch TV. We are about to move on to the next article, and <laughs> and then maybe even uh, chat about one more thing. And the next one, God, this this is this is why do we save the longest article for the end? And then you're in charge. That's why we talk about more things. I shouldn't be in charge. I know someone should be. We know this is why I shouldn't be allowed to have a podcast. All right. So the next one's called the future of the future of learning and development in the workplace. According to one of the world's top online learning designers, this is an article written by Shane Snow for Forbes. Uh, Have you ever heard of the young man known only as Brandon Jordan? Betty, you ever heard Brandon Jordan? Um, Not since I read this article. So apparently this is, um, and you know, I shouldn't poke fun because I don't know him. I'm sure he's well qualified. Uh, it seems like it. They say that. Where is it? Uh, he is one of the world's top online learning designers. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, everybody calm okay, down. Okay. Uh, but it seems I like. I said the same thing. Well, I didn't say everybody calm down, but I was like, well, I've never heard of him. So I like yeah. right clicked and like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Well, you know, there's uh, the world's a big place and we really don't know all the major players that are out there. And it sounds like he has. Um, moved some organizations that he's been a part of in significant directions. It says uh, Jordan was shortlisted uh, five times internationally as e-learning designer of the mm-hmm. year at the Learning Technologies Award Awards. 
I don't know the Learning Technologies Awards, but they certainly give out awards annually. And there were five years where he was shortlisted. Yep, yep. So, you know, you, regardless of who's making, regardless of who's running the show, if people make their way to the top of the pile, there's probably a good reason. So I'm sure he's he's well credentialed. And I have to say, this is probably one of the best Forbes articles that we've had on Mosby. I agree with that. Is it Mosby or Mosby? I think it, it's your podcast. It I, I mean, I Eli was suggesting it should rhyme with Cosby, but I don't know if that's very palatable. Yeah, I don't know that you want to do that. Seems like it's in poor taste. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then it, maybe it does work I, out. I don't know. Almost all of the articles from Forbes that we've ever covered are a pitch. And this was not one. Yes, true. This was genuinely. Right. But this one is a yeah. different. Yeah, this was, this was genuinely an article. And a lot of times I said, oh, yeah. This is yeah. what I was going to say earlier. This was the author calling in a favor to a friend he knows. Go on. So the other ones have all been pitches. This one was this guy calling up his buddy. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So it. It sounds like they worked on a bunch of different uh, things together. Was there anything since we're running short on time? I don't know. For- Forbes might need to be struck struck from the record. <laughs> be- what you're not? You, they shouldn't be associated with the article, or we shouldn't go there anymore. We should. The, the poisoned well is uh, over. We shouldn't go there anymore. Well, yeah. they got me coming back, and this one was there. I don't know. Or maybe they need to get a. Uh, maybe they need to get clearance before they get brought up on the air. There you go. At least from from somebody here. Did you say on? Do you say on the air for a podcast? I th- yeah, I think you still say it. Well, you just did. So you pretend you're yeah. in radio. Yeah, we all we're just pretending we're in radio. Um, <laughs> well, aren't you just uh, Spitfire to keep the we're just uh, pretending we're in radio? Yepers to keep the ruse alive. Um, over to you, Betty. Yeah. Do you? Um, was there anything that you want to pull out of this article? Anything that you said? Hmm. Well, hmm. I don't. I mean, there was something that I said hmm, hmm. about, but I don't really know that it's going to be very popular. So hmm. it's odd to me that we have awards. Hmm. That's odd to me. Um, maybe I just need. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I haven't spent enough time in the industry, but. Maybe you haven't won enough awards. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> I je- did. You'd like maybe I'm more. jealous. Not, maybe I'm envious. Who knows? Uh, I don't think so. I, 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 whenever I see that, I'm always like, I don't think I would want that. Like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, if you have to apply for it, it's one thing to be recognized for your work without asking. But I wonder, like, do the do you have to apply for these awards? Do you have to like raise your hand and say, I want to get this award? The couple that I've actually submitted for, yes. yeah, it's it's a submission and you have to say, here's why and and here's my work sample and that sort you of submitted stuff. submitted for awards? I, yeah, there was like, a, yeah, I, I did submit I still for think one you're cool. It's fine years. if you have. I'm going to stop following you on LinkedIn. For LinkedIn? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to follow you on LinkedIn anymore. <laughs> oh, you do. Are we even connected on LinkedIn? <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's not on there anyways. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm, it was an empty yeah, threat. I don't know. I, I really, honestly, just don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's not. I'm not trying to throw shade. I just really don't know. It's weird to me. It, it goes back to kind of like what I my comment about LinkedIn earlier. Yeah. Where it's, it's, you show all these credentials, and that's all those people are about. And a lot of these awards come from organizations that people or small groups create themselves. Yeah to give awards to themselves well and it's to put on their plaque and say look at me look at what i look what's on my resume so so, So it's 
I see what you're saying. We've, we've actually covered three different kind of very deep motivating things to people. One of them is, is the silliness of men wearing makeup. Um, and I mean, if you want, if you want to wear makeup and feel happy, fine, whatever. I don't care, but. Oh my God. I'm going to spit water but, on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to edit that out. Uh, no, no, no. That one. that's fine. Um, so three or four this time. I'm okay. No, I'm excited. I don't care if somebody else wears makeup. That's up to them to wear makeup. I'm not going to wear Wait, 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 wait. Eli. Dan, did you swear Eli, again? When you spit your water out, did you get your screen all more? I got to mark that time code down. Hang on. <laughs> I knew I could work it in. You had to cross the line. All right, Dan, I know you're really trying to summarize. And I really was. I'll try to be quiet for a moment. Good luck. But then I have, some, I have something else to say about it, too. The water on the screen has, has created an... I'm bleeping that too. <laughs> that's that's one that I never expected to have come up on the road. You crossed the okay, line. So let's airwaves. Go, this is an internet let's go signal. Back. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to the awards thing, okay? Because well, so because I just want to. Yeah. Hold on, I, I have another thought. So I, <laughs> you've lost all control. I um, I could see how. Okay, so I work on a project. Uh, at my previous employer about transgender in the workplace. And it was like a five module series to try to provide education for the employees. And they had mentioned wanting to put it up for an award. I didn't know like what kind, but I could see how if you're putting something up for an award to increase awareness or to show that you're blazing the trail in some way, Mm. I could like that, I guess I could see, but I also, but I go back to the whole thing that Eli said, like, who are these people that are making up these awards and like, why are they an authority figure to give out accolades? Well, I don't, I don't think it's any different. Like a company is going to want to market themselves as something and now they're our learning team is an award-winning blah blah blah. Like I mean, it's it's part of it's a sales pitch, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or it's it's a, it's a it's a brag a brag point. Um, and I I don't want to keep harping on this makeup thing, but we've kind of covered off on three different topics. One of them is the awards. One of them is the credentials. One of them is the makeup thing. And people are motivated by very different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barant, you don't give a shit about people's credentials behind their names or awards. I mean, credential. Same. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm not a huge credential guy either. And and that actually is probably going to be a good. Or awards. He said or awards. Well, until you win them and then they're great. Um, you know, but it, it really, it really comes down to what motivates everybody as an individual. And that's why I was saying, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to make sure you look the absolute best and you want to put makeup on, that's great. Then do that and you be happy. And if you're happy, I'm happy. But but don't assume that the thing that's important to you is the thing that's important to me. Uh, and the thing that's important to me is not to, to hide the size of my pores for other people. Like, that doesn't matter to me. My pores are my pores. Um, but the um, the thing that we want to say, of course, the last thing that we wanted to touch on tonight was it, it's kind of related to this credentialed piece where. Um, we've had in, in the L and D world, we've had some, uh, one specific giant credentialing body, uh, ATD is, is, is the big, you can't, like, <laughs> you can't avoid them, right? You're going to bump into them and no matter how big the room is. Um, and everybody kind of genuflex whenever they're brought up and, and they are the ones that decide the conference and everybody and the speaking and who's the who and all that sort of shit. Um, but now all of a sudden we're seeing these small little kind of mom and pop shops crop up that say, you need a skill, 
we have people that will give you that skill. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a really, really good kind of industry that's popping up. And Betty, you're closer to this than any of us because you, you know, you're an active participant in a couple of these. So why don't you kind of walk us through why you think they've cropped up recently? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you've got, the, you've got ATD. You've also got, we want to mention the learning guild because mm-hmm. they are also um, in the larger size. Right. But then there's all these like small universities or academies um, showing up. And I'm, a, I'm in favor largely because I teach classes at one of them, but I think that the reason that they're here is because all of a sudden we were not spending time driving to and from work and people are suddenly very much slapped in the face with the lack of fulfillment that they have at their day jobs. Hmm. They're not feeling it. It's not as much fun as it used to be. They don't get to, you know, go downtown to work or, or hang out with their, you know, with their buddies at lunch or, you know, take a long lunch. What All those things. You can't do that. In fact, most people are working more and fa- find it harder to turn it off at the end of the day. Um, and so, and again, we're talking about those office jobs. So what I think has happened is there are folks who have wanted to do something like this for a long time and have taken the opportunity. And so those are the ones that have started these academies. And then there are people out there that are dying to learn more and feel more fulfilled in the work that they do. So they're searching out for people like them to teach them how to do cool things or get better or upskill or reskill or all of those things. So I think that's sort of the two main reasons. What say you? I mean, I think that's that's a really uh, good point there. Um, I think that's the first time I've ever said that on this podcast. That, <laughs> but I think I think that's exactly that. But I think there's two things that kind of when I when I saw at first blush when I got into this, I see um, my my feeling always is whenever I hear everybody needs a college degree, everybody needs a college degree is if everybody has one, they're all useless, right? If everybody has one, then it doesn't matter. So that's my first thing. Yeah. But then. Yep when you were just talking about this and these are becoming, um, these are not general associations and general items. These are pretty specific to things that you're interested in. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, And you can do that. Mm -hmm. I'm all for any way that you can find to, to learn about and grow the things that you dig. Right. Like whether it's something that like, like, this whole podcasting thing mm-hmm. that Dan dove headfirst into. That's awesome. It's cool. Like, and he's met people and done things a lot. And I've, I've, he's brought, kind of brought me along a little bit. I have a riot doing this. Um, I don't think I would want to, you know, do the editing and things like that, yeah. but there's people that find that stuff really cool and really fun to kind of put that stuff together. And that's a skill that you can take anywhere. Um, and, you know, so there's things mm-hmm. like that, or it could be yeah. like, photography. Yeah. It could be about being a better speaker. It could be about, you know, taking like, like doing anything like that. I think those things are all beneficial if they're making a number one, you feel like giving you purpose, like you said, um, and more fulfilling. And then if you can apply it to something else that can, mm-hmm. you know, impact your life, maybe, maybe financially, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Well, Dan, you've taken some classes. I have. Yeah. I've taken a few. I'll take cla- some more. What classes have you taken? Uh, I have taken, well, I've taken the two AR courses with yourself and mm-hmm. Industry Hogan Brand, uh, who I've had, the the AR Wonder Twins. And um, yes. I don't know what else specific courses I have taken. So just my courses, that's cool. 
That's good. That that's might, what people should hear. That might be accurate. That's what they need to hear. Yeah, yeah. but you know and what? Cool. I did. I have um, one of the people on my team. They're an instructional designer, and I recently signed them up for an articulate. I, I shouldn't say I. We they signed up for an articulate uh, course. It's different. It's it's we're not giving you initials behind your name. We're not giving you a membership. We're giving you a specific skill that mm-hmm. we're, we're teaching you to fish for this kind of fish. And then you can go do that wherever you happen to be. Like that's the most useful thing to it. And I think uh, Eli, I think you had brought up uh, or no Betty, somebody said somebody clever here said something about, you know, college degrees being useful or not. And it, one, it depends on the degree anymore, the diploma mm-hmm. anymore. Cause some of them aren't worth the f- paper they're printed on. Write that, that down. Write that down. Or digital now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, they're so useless they don't even put them on paper anymore really but then there's the actual utility of them and <laughs> if you can't use it what is the point especially you know what this is one of the things that's that quietly drives me nuts about our industry is we are our, our i'm sorry our discipline the the l d side of things is we we claim to be a group of people that are driven to help change behaviors that help the business move forward. And so many of the things that we do don't actually try to do that. And, and I've recently kind of, I don't want to say doubled down, but I've, I've, I've thought about this a lot more recently. Like, yeah, we can make a video for that. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, fine. But what is that going to do? Like, is somebody going to do something differently based on the video that you're going to make? And how do you know that they are? Mm-hmm. Uh, it really should be to help people click buttons easier to understand the forms that they've got to fill out better to make their widgets faster and more efficiently. Those should be the things that we should be doing to move businesses forward. Well, well, what about helping people become better humans? You don't think that moves business forward? Uh, no, I, I, I think it would. I think it would. Um, then you have to define what a better human is and that gets tricky. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I agree, though. I think if we were all more and this is this is another thing we've become almost obsessed with emotional intelligence and it's not for no reason. Emotional intelligence is very important. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we've become obsessed exclusively with emotional intelligence and empathy and understanding. All of those things are very, very important. But it has sucked all of the air out of the room for the IQ portion of it and the logic and the reason portion of it. It's all feelings based stuff, which again, very important, but uh, you can't just be feelings when you're just feelings. That's completely useless to anybody. And that seems to be a lot of what we're talking about these days. So what I think you're saying as you're on your soapbox, shaking your fists, what I think you're saying is that um, we need to also help our people upskill and reskill and that these these pop-up universities these academies these online academies that are being run by fellow L&D colleagues are mm-hmm. are helping to do that 100% that's yeah. Betty you have paraphrased my shaking fist beautifully yeah you were you were uh. really like you're like getting red and like like the <laughs> spitting was happening. So yeah, well, it pisses me off because all you see today is is EQ, 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 empathy, which again are important, but that is all you see. Yeah, that's a bit of a generalization, but yes, it is right. definitely a a a priority. 
Yeah. 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 It's yeah. And it's, it's not an equal priority anymore. Like we're not saying get smarter. We're saying feel more, which is, I, I get it. Uh-huh. I don't want to shit on feelings. Part of the pie, not the whole but, pie. But that's what you've been doing this whole time is shitting on feelings because you're getting mad about it. No, no, no. Mm. I'm expressing that I think we're being short-sighted by uh, by also being by having tunnel vision, if I can mix acronym. Uh, yes, I think you're right analogies. about that. Uh, we do often get tunnel vision, but if it's not yeah. one thing, it's another. So. Well, and I feel like we've grown as a society a little bit to expand that vision and say, oh, okay, we need to we need to broaden that vision, not look specifically over here. It's like the eye of Sauron. We're just looking at one thing viciously. You know, it's like we don't just shift where that is. We need to kind of expand the aperture a little bit and say, oh, okay, there's more things going on here. And we need to understand how they work together as opposed to just focusing on a yeah. certain thing. Can I just tell like, you that's the second reference to the eye of Sauron I have had in a conversation today? Really? It's very that's strange. Reference. That doesn't that happen very often. <laughs> it is a well, good not, reference, but now still. I'm curious. Why would somebody else use that as a reference? Well, Destry used it, of course. Talking, <laughs> I don't so, even remember what he was talking about, but it, I'm like, oh, Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, um, any any last words? Uh, e- Eli, second last word over to you because of the delay. And then last word over to Betty. You know, I think the, the betterment of themselves, the people looking inward, I think is really good. And that's what these academies are doing. And the one thing I was kind of mm. during our technical delay, I brought up Betty that uh, to Dan that, that I didn't get to get in when we were talking about the uh, – when we were talking about the new workspace, right? What happens when we go, you know, mm, going mm-hmm. forward? I think the days it used to be, you know, long a days long long ago, about a year ago, um, that when you had a work from home day, those days were were sometimes less productive than when you were mm-hmm. in the office, right? I think that is going to be the inverse when this hybrid method goes in. And when you go into the Mm -hmm. office, those are going to be your less productive days because it's going to be things that you have to do face-to-face meeting-wise. And it's going to be all socialization, which isn't a bad thing, but it doesn't move the needle on productivity. Um, And so I think that's going to be – that's going to be a different challenge that you're going to have too. is like, okay, when I used to go to the office, I used to like just crank stuff out and get things done. And now when I go there – it's like I'd rather be home because I'd rather get move the needle. But that moving the needle goes back to what you were saying earlier too about people are working more, they're being less the less connected, things like that. So that kind of brought the two yeah. to uh, the beginning and the end of it together. Those are good thoughts. Um, I think that I don't know. I think this was a good conversation. I think that Dan, you may have some issues with emotional <laughs> intelligence and empathy. We should probably talk about that offline. Um, you shut up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think that the work from home thing, I think what's interesting about what you're saying now, Eli, is that, yes, you're right, though. I think they will inver- the inverse will be true. But I also wonder if we will realize that it was always that way, that we were always spending more time socializing and doing the things that you do when you have to go into the office than we, than we do at home. Uh, we'll see what comes TBD on that. That is an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. So that's an accurate statement yeah. for sure. The times they are changing. Uh, if you want to get the show notes for this and look at all the various articles we talked about, mosby.ca slash zero three two. If you want to send us an email, it's possible 
it will get seen. Uh, I'll have Maybe. to ask Adam about that. The bots will see it. You know what's funny about this? I'll, I'll ask, hey, do we get an email? I don't know. No, okay, I checked. I'm like, can you just give me the password? And then I don't hear from him for two days. Mm-hmm. And then we just forget about the password all the time. <laughs> uh, but if you want to find it. Are you going to get rid of it? What's that? You going to keep that in or are you going to leave that? Uh, I'll leave that in. You know, edit that out. He's no, not editing no. anything. He's over it. This has been so much chaos. He's like, forget it. This is why I don't edit. I'd rather talk than edit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to send an email, mosbylearning at gmail.com. I think you can also find us at uh, on Twitter at mosbylearning. Uh, and we have all sorts of um, handles and such. Don't reach out to uh, e- Eli. How, how vigorously should people reach out to you on LinkedIn? <laughs> Um, with, with what degree I of mean, Never. Uh, the, ju- the juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, any, anywhere else you want to plug? Uh, as always, my creative side, Instagram, Great Lakes Fly. Beautiful. That's my spot. Great Lakes Fly. Wonderful, wonderful. Betty, you are in all the places, and you seem to be known universally as if you ask betty that's correct that's correct if you ask betty all lowercase all one word all the socials except reddit i'm not going on reddit that's an interesting line to draw Mm -hmm. like like 8chan though you're you're in for 8chan but not reddit i don't even know what that is (laughs) so no she's redlining reddit (laughs) i'm just redlining reddit Fair enough. All right. Uh, we're not on 8chan, but we are on... Um, well, actually, I mentioned Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. It's going to be no good for anybody. Uh, but reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm the most sensible version of myself. And uh, it's H-I-R-T. That's how you can find me. Their music for these podcasts are... Well, it's all done by Kevin McLeod. And you can get it at filmmusic.io. I don't think there's anything else to say. Thank you guys so much for spending the time watching us muddle more through to say. these things. Yeah, there's, always, there's always more to say, but we got to go to bed more now. To say. We got to go to bed. Betty's got to yeah. go to bed. I, gotta go to bed. I, think it's, I think we should talk more about emotional intelligence. I think we need a whole episode on why you think it's such a crock of shit. That's what I think. It's not a crock of shit. It's that's pretty sure that's exactly the words you I've, said. I've made my... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you said as you were sweating and shaking your fists. I think you're misquoting me. Uh, I'm glad I turned my camera off for that part. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> treat yourselves well and each other, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye. You guys can still say goodbye if you want. Peace out. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> goodbye from the web. Dan, you may have some issues. I think that's that's a really uh, good point there. <laughs>